This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Welcome to the program Warning. August 27, 2005, Dr. Hansen introduces Pastor Daniel Ong. As he shares a message to staff and families in his weekly Sabbath service, titled, Arise, Shine. Now, let's begin. We're going to have Pastor Daniel Ong now come up and share with us. Like I said, we were different ones. Last year when we went to Liberia and Ghana, we used their home as a base, and we had just a good time, precious time with them, ministered in some of the churches that, under his leadership, they've established there in Accra and uh, flew on to Liberia and then on to Kamasi out of Accra. Once again, Connie is my aunt's daughter, and so is Debbie. And you're a little bit familiar with them as, as we showed my uncle and aunt's interview that we did on television. We showed one of those sessions here. Uh, they weren't here for a Saturday, but uh, we did two good television programs with them. So let's put our hands together and welcome Pastor Daniel Long. I just want to bring greeting from our church in Ghana. Uh, God has been so wonderful to us. And uh, since uh, Reverend Hansen came the last time, uh, the ch- God has been blessing the church. Uh, the church that I'm personally pastoring right now is an international church. Uh, we have oh, about at least 25 different nationalities in our church. And uh, it's one so wonderful to see people from different culture, different country come together in unity and just worship Jesus. And that's what the, the blood of Jesus can do for us. Amen. Yes. And, um, and, and we have uh, about 12 others, uh, Ghanaian churches all across, you know, Accra and Ghana. And we have uh, three churches in Nigeria right now. And God is just blessing the pastors there. And we have seen tremendous growth in each and every church that we have planted. So God is really good. And I'm, I'm excited what God is doing in Ghana. Amen. And I want you to just thank God uh, for what he's doing right now. Amen. As I was praying and asking the Lord what to preach today in this church, uh, God just dropped this in my heart. And I think it's a very prophetic word for this church at this time. If you have your Bible with you, turn with me to the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah, chapter 60, 60. The book of Isaiah, chapter 60. I want to read from verse 1, Isaiah, chapter 60. Everybody got it? 
If you're looking in the New Testament, you probably will not find it. Um, Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1, say, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Verse 2, See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and His glory appears over you. Verse 3, Nation will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Let's pray. Father God, I just want to pray in the name of Jesus right now for the anointing of your Holy Spirit. Lord, we need you right now. We ask your Holy Spirit to open our heart that we may receive your word this morning, that we will allow your Holy Spirit to do a deep work of transformation in our life. Father, I pray for the anointing upon each and every person here, that the anointing of God will break every yoke of bondages in our life, that we will be free, that all your light may shine through us today, Father God. Lord, I just want to thank you right now, and I want to commit this entire time into your hand right now, and we pray all this thing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And everybody say, Amen. Hallelujah. The book of Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 to 3 that we just read. It's a prophetic word for the church today. It's a prophetic word for the church in the last day. And we all know we are living in the last of the last day. Jesus is coming soon. And this word is written for us today here. It's for us, each and every one of us here. And for us to receive it and allow this word, this prophetic word to give birth in our life. And for us, in order for us to understand this prophetic word, first of all, we have to understand what God is trying to speak to this church. In verse 1, Isaiah prophesied and said, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. First of all, we have to understand this word arise. In order for us to totally understand what God is speaking to the church, for his light has come into the church. As I look into the original Hebrew word for this word arise, there are actually three different meanings of this word arise. In the, book, in the Hebrew word. The first meaning of the word arise here in Hebrew means to arise to accomplish. To arise to accomplish what God has called the church of the living God to do. And the Bible clearly tells us in Matthew chapter 28 verse 18 onwards that we have been called to preach the gospel. We have been commissioned to go into the world and to proclaim the, the word of the Lord, to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why we are still here today. You know, when I first got saved, people come and tell me that heaven is a wonderful place. If you die today, you will go to heaven Heaven, even on the, the street of heaven, is made of gold. I said, wow. God, man, if heaven's such a nice place, God, just give me one week. Let me eat all my favorite food and then take me up to heaven. Amen. Just one week, I can eat all my favorite food, you know. Then I'm ready to go. I was a young Christian. As I prayed this prayer, the Lord spoke to me. 
that he will he have called me that he have allowed me to remain on this earth because he has commissioned me to go into the world to preach the gospel. We are not here just to come to church on Sunday. We are not here just to leave, just to go to work and come back. But we are here that the light of Christ may shine through us, that we may go into the world and preach the gospel and the light of Christ shine through us throughout the entire world. Hallelujah. That is why the church of the living God today need to arise and accomplish what God has called us to do. We are responsible for world mission. In Ezekiel, tell us that if we don't go and tell our neighbors or people around us about Jesus, when they die in their sin, their blood will be upon our head. Wow, I don't want anybody's blood to be upon my head. I don't want, I want it to be responsible upon, uh, on anybody's life. But God has called us and tell us we are responsible of people around us that need Jesus. They are living in a life of sinful life and we don't tell them anything about love and the forgiveness of God. And when they die, the blood will be upon our head. We are called to go and accomplish what God has called us to do. And that's why I tell the church in Ghana, that we have to continue to build more church. Not so that we can have big numbers where we have 12 churches now, we have 15 churches now. No, it's not the numbers we have. Because I see as more churches is planted, more soul is added into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. We are responsible. That's why the word, the prophetic word to the church today is to arise so that we can arise to accomplish what God has called us. Let me give you another example. Let's say, for example, how many of you have been to a desert before? Have you been to a desert? You know how is it like to be in the desert? It's hot, and you get thirsty just between seconds. I remember when I was in a desert in Jordan, near Israel, I tell you, I have a big bottle of water, and I thought it would last me a whole day. After 20 minutes, I finished the whole bottle, because it is so hot. Just, just to show you some example of what I'm trying to say. Let's say, for example, Pastor Tom... Myself, Pastor Hansen, and Pastor Ty, we are in the desert. And we are thirsty and we are, we, are, we are dehydrated. We are walking and looking for water in the desert, but there's none. We look, we look, there's nothing. Then suddenly Pastor Ty said, You guys sit here, you are tired, I'm the youngest, let me go and look around for water. Amen. Amen. <laughs> So, I, amen. Pastor Tom said, amen, you go ahead. So we sat there and we were tired and Pastor Ty just went around looking, praying, hey, God, give me water. And finally, after walking at some distance, he saw a pool of water. When he saw the water, he shouted hallelujah. He ran as fast as he can. He jumped into the water. He washed himself. He drank. He was satisfied. He said, now I don't have to die. Now, what happened if Pastor Ty decided not to come back to three of us waiting for him there. He said, forget these people, man. What will happen if we die? Whose fault is that? Whose fault do you think if we die? His fault. But what happened if he, he, he was so happy, he found the water, he said, now we don't have to die. And he ran as fast as he can, and he said, he brought a, a small, a small uh, container of water, he ran as fast as he can, he came to us and said, I found water, we don't have to die now. 
Come with me and you will leave. And Pastor Tom looked at the water and said, is it tasty? <laughs> Are you sure this is real water? Are you sure if I drink, I won't die? Is it not poison? Come on, drink. Pastor Hans said, I faith. Take it and drink it. <laughs> I took it. But Tom said, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> and then he died. Whose fault is that? It's not Pastor Ty, it's not my fault. It's his fault. He doesn't want to drink it. It's not his fault. But if he had refused to bring that water to us and we die, it would be his fault. And that's what the Bible teaches. Friend, we have the living water inside of us. We have the love of Christ. We have the power of Jesus in us. We have the gospel in us. And if you don't bring it to the lost soul, friend, when they die, it will be upon our head. Hallelujah. Yes, it's true. We are not able to go everywhere, but everywhere we God have allowed us to be, we can bring the gospel to someone. That's why the prophetic word for the church today is to arise because we have been sleeping. Hallelujah. The second meaning of this word arise here is also mean to arise so that you may be strengthened. We all know it is not by might, it's not by power, but by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Friend, we need God to strengthen us each day. And the church of the living God needs to arise and receive the power of God, the love of God, the strength of God. We cannot do it ourselves. No. Reverend Hansen was saying, he can't do it himself. We need God. We need the power of God to strengthen us each way, each time of the way. Hallelujah. If we try to do it ourselves, we probably will fall flat on our face. And God has given us the power of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you will receive the power of God so that you can become His witnesses. Hallelujah. That's the purpose of why God has given us the power to be His witness. Hallelujah. The church, of, the church today have not arrived to receive the power. They always walk in defeat. But God don't want us to walk in defeat. God doesn't want us to walk around as though we are uh, like half dead. But God wants us to walk in victory. Hallelujah. God wants us to go into the world and shine, with him, shine for Him. Not shine, struggling to shine, but shine with victory and the strength and the power of God. Hallelujah. Amen. God wants to do that. Those of us here that have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we know what I'm talking about. Just recently, a few months ago, uh, in our Chinese church, we have a Chinese church too. Um, um, in our Chinese church, we have a, a two couple that came to, our, to us and asked us a question about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He said, what is this funny language that you talk? You guys been talking and praying and the way you guys, you know, been speaking. We say, well, that's the Holy Spirit. That's when you receive the Holy Spirit. He enables you to speak in tongue. He said, we want it too. We are ready for it. And one of this guy, he used to be in the army in, the, in China. Huge, you know, well-built guy. And he had no emotion in his face. Even when he asked for the Holy Spirit, he said, mm, I want Holy Spirit. 
you know. There's no desperation or anything like that. It's just, you know, I want the Holy Spirit, no? We say, sure. But first of all, you've got to learn more about the Holy Spirit so that when we pray for you, you understand what's happening to you. So for, we told him, well, when do you want it? He said, as soon as possible. So I say, well, if you want it quickly, then require total commitment from your side. Because we have many hours of lesson to teach you before we pray for you. Do you like that? He said, yes, I'll come every day. I say, every day, uh, I don't have that commitment. <laughs> so the Chinese pastor actually taught him, taught them, almost every single day for a couple of hours. And after a week or so, he came for prayer, and we prayed for him. And when the Holy Spirit fall upon them, I tell you, friend, when the Holy Spirit come upon you, you'll never be the same again. Hallelujah. This gentleman, big guy, no emotion, when the Holy Spirit came upon him, he began to weep. He began to cry like a baby. And God began to heal the inner hurt in his life. At the end of it, there was a joy flowing from his face. At the end of it, you see the light of Jesus flowing out of him. He, he feels refreshed. He feels strengthened. Hallelujah. You see, that's what God wants the church to experience. The power of the living God. Friend, we got to arise and receive it and go forth with the strength and the power of God. Amen. I'm tired of Christians that say, oh, I, I can't do it. I, I'm, I'm, too, I'm too weak. Yes, we are too weak. But in Christ, we are too strong. Hallelujah. Yes. And that's what God wants us to experience. The strength and the power of God. Amen. The third meaning of the word arise here is to rise up again so that we may go and fight against the forces of darkness. The church has been sleeping. But God wants us to rise again. And the word rise again means that you, you, once you were arise and then you went to sleep. And now God said, come up again. Hallelujah. I, I can tell you when we, most of us Christians here that have been Christian for many years, how when we first got saved, we are full of fire of the Holy Spirit. We want to do this. We want to do that for God. We want to give to God. We want to go to extra mile for God. And after some months or years, you know, we kind of die down. We kind of like, okay, we get into the flow, you know. It's like, okay, it, it, it doesn't need much commitment now. We can just relax. The fire slowly coming down, you know, and then we die. And we're still in church. We still go to church, but we are no more have the fire of God where we used to have when we first got saved. And this prophetic word for the church today is, come on, get up again, hallelujah. You, you once used to operate in the spirit. You once used to walk in the power of God, and now you have died off. Now come out, get up again, because we are going forward to fight against the forces of darkness, hallelujah. Because the Bible tells us, the book of John chapter 10 verse 10, that the devil come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Christ has come that he may give abundant life to us. Hallelujah. And friend, we are to rise and go forth and fight against the principality and powers, demonic stronghold in the life of people. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, I tell the people in, uh, in, in Ghana that in these last days, there will be many, many there will be demon-possessed. Right. In the church and outside the church. 
Because there are so many in the church, why they're demon possessed is because they have opened a door for the demons to come right. into their life because of the way they live their life. They come to church, but their lifestyle doesn't match with what God has called us to live. And many will be demon-possessed. And we, as a church, we need to be prepared to minister to these people. If you say, uh, I'm afraid even to, 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 to hear the word of demons, friend, you are in the wrong place. Amen. Because if you are a child of God, if you are in the church, you need to be prepared right. to meet the devil and cast, him down, cast the devil out. Hallelujah. You will meet, whether it's in the church, whether in your family, whether someone outside the family, whether in your office, whether in your school, whether it's wherever you go, you will meet these people. And you must be ready as a Christian when the time comes, when God opened the door for you to shine. You must be ready to demonstrate the power and the authority of Jesus' name. Hallelujah. When I first went, uh, when I went to Scotland, uh, Glasgow, Scotland, to plant a church there, I was a young man, young pastor. I didn't know much about spiritual warfare. Didn't know much about anything else except preach the gospel. You know, so I went to this place, Scotland, and started preaching the gospel. And after about three months or so, we started our Sunday service. We invited all those people that we, we have been talking up to them about Christ, those we have been discipling. We invited all of them to come to church and say, this is your, your church now. This is your church. This is the first Sunday, you know, we start meeting there. And after a few Sundays there, uh, one of the Sundays, uh, a young guy came into the church. And I was preaching, and at the end of it, um, he came to me and said, Pastor, I need prayer. And as a good pastor, I said, Sure. No problem, you know. What can, I, what can I do for you? What kind of prayer you want me to pray? He said, Pastor, I really need deliverance. And, uh, deliverance. I said, sure, we believe in deliverance, you know. He said, because every single night, a demon will come into my room and beat me up. I said, I take two steps backwards. I said, I believe in deliverance, but uh, this is a little bit too much for me, you know. <laughs> Then I say, are you sure? I thought this guy, you know. I say, are you sure demons come into your room, not your mother? <laughs> he said, pastor, it's a demon. Look at my body. And he took out his T-shirt up high up, rolled up his T-shirt, and you can see bruises all over his body. I said, phew, this is real. And I didn't know what to do. So I, as a good pastor, I said, I'll pray for you later. And later he came back, I said, you know, Sunday is not a good day to pray for deliverance. <laughs> I said, see, a lot of people are here, and I'm busy, you know, everybody want to talk to me. I say, come back another time where we can have time to pray. And actually, I just chased him away. I didn't know what to do. So the, two days later on Tuesday, I went to live groups, home Bible study group that you have. So I went to one of them, I was leading it. So I went there, and voila, this guy was there. <laughs> and when I went into the house, he was sitting in the living room. I said, what are you doing here? He said, I'm here for live group. I thought, oh, yeah, it's true. I said, so we started singing, and one of the uh, a, a, a young girl from Singapore that was part of the team uh, took, one of the, took a guitar and sang, started singing worship choruses. As we are singing, and this is the day that the Lord has made, you know, rejoice in Him. This young man started laughing, and then, I, and then I, 
Every time we stop singing, he stopped laughing. Every time we start back up singing, and he start laughing. And I thought, man, this is strange. So I knew everybody was looking at me as a senior pastor. What this pastor is going to do now? And I don't know what to do. So I thought, I'll take him away. So I asked the hosts of the home, I said, can I use one of your bedrooms? I want to pray for this young man. So he said, use that room. So I said, young man, come with me. So I took him to the room. I sat him on the bed. I said, okay, what to do now? <laughs> now at least he's not laughing in a, in a fellowship. Oh, he's in the bedroom with me. So I thought, okay, let's just pray. You know? Maybe after prayer, he'll be fine. And I start laying my hand on him and start praying. The minute I say, in Jesus' name, this young man started to manifest and he started choking. He said, ah, I can't breathe. I can't jump. I said, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I said, in Jesus' name, stop choking. It, it was fine. I said, woo, I have power here. There's power. Then I started praying. I said, in Jesus' name, you demon, come out. I said, oh, oh. I have no idea what to do. But I learned one thing. Demons are real. And there are people today all around us. And we will meet them. Some will be in our family. We'll meet them, but we better be prepared today. If you walk holy and righteous before God, if you believe the word of God is true, hallelujah, if we believe that we have the power of God in us, friend, we don't have to be afraid. Yes, we may not know how and what to do, but we have the Holy Spirit that will guide us and teach us. That night, the Holy Spirit taught me how to pray for deliverance, hallelujah. It was difficult because one time as I was praying for this guy, he threw up, nearly hit on me. I didn't know when you pray for people, they throw up. Yeah. <laughs> and he started throwing up. I said, whoa. <laughs> Friend, God wants the church to rise up. The church today, it's like they like to go to church and have a good time and go home. And that's all. It's sad. You know, the last few weeks, in fact, I've been here almost a month now. And I like, whenever time I come back to America, one thing I like to do is go to different churches and visit them. And see how they operate, what type of service. If I can meet with the pastor and talk to him, I'll be happy to ask a lot of questions. How did they run this church? What kind of mission program they have? And things like that. Because I want to learn, you know, how American churches function, you know. What did they do? But the sad thing is that they have good program. They have nice building. Wow. You know, nice building. Especially, one thing I love about American churches is that they have nice sound system. <laughs> you see this mic here? We don't have this in Ghana. <laughs> I mean, high-tech system. I mean, whoa. But one thing is lacking in America is this. The power right. of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. One thing that's lacking here is the walk of victory. Hallelujah. And friend, God wants us to arise because there is a world out there that needs Jesus. Hallelujah. There are people around us that need Jesus. Hallelujah. There are people around us that are in bondage that need us to set them free in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And unless we arise, unless we allow God to open our eyes, unless we walk out and say, God, let me shine for you today. Friend, nothing is going to happen. But if we determine and, be, and commit ourselves today into the hand of the Lord and we say, God, I want to shine for you and we go into the world, friend, something is going to happen. Hallelujah. You're going to see the light of Christ, the power of Christ flow through you. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
You will see the power of God flowing through your hand. Hallelujah. I remember when I was in India, missionary there, walking around every day, eight hours in the Gideonite teams that we used to have in, in Singapore, walking around for eight hours preaching the gospel. You know, I, I went to a house knocking and say, I'm here to tell you about Jesus. You know, he can heal, he can save, he can, you know, all kinds of, you know, when you preach, you, you know, telling people everything about Jesus. And this guy looked at me and said, can Jesus really heal? I said, yes, amen. I believe it. He said, okay, my wife in the hospital, let's go and pray for her. I said, okay. You know? Why did I say the word heal, you know? I should say, Jesus love you, you know? But I said, he said, Jesus can heal. I said, yes, let's go. I said, okay, let's go. I mean, you can't just say no. So I went to the hospital and I said, who is this? He said, this is my wife. I said, what's wrong? He said, well, uh, my wife have a surgery and while the doctor opening up her stomach to take things out, he dropped something in. And so after a couple of days, they find out she's almost dying because of the infection in the stomach. So they open up, take out the thing that they drop in. But now my wife is, is not recovering well. She's dying. Please pray for her. I want to say, can I go back and see my senior pastor and bring him here? You know? Because I have no faith for this kind of healing. I have faith for headache. <laughs> but this kind of healing, I say, hmm, let me, let me, and in those days, when I, we, when I was in India, we had bicycle. We are given a bicycle to go around preaching the gospel. Yeah, God bless us. We used to walk, but then God bless us with bicycle. And I thought to myself, I can ride this bicycle very fast. Five minutes, I can get to the church, take my pastor, put him at the back of the bicycle, and take him to the... I thought, no. Jesus is the same. Hallelujah. He's in us. Hallelujah. So I told the brother, I said, look, I can pray. And I'm going to believe God for healing for your wife. So I said, can I lay hand on her and pray? He said, do whatever you want. My wife needs healing. So I lay hand gently on her and I begin to pray. Let me tell you, first time in my life, first time in my life, I lay hand on her and pray, God, just heal her. And as I'm praying, in my mind, I say, God, you better heal her. Because if you don't heal her, I don't know where to hide my face. I don't think I can come back again to this guy. I say, God, please, please, please. But of course, in my mouth, I say, in Jesus' name, be healed, you know. But in my mind, oh, God, please, I beg you, you know. I said, in Jesus' name, be healed. And suddenly, I felt... It's like electricity flowing through my body. I feel a heat. I feel some kind of thing and my, my hair starts standing. And I, I felt like it's like a, a wave of heat just flowing through my body, through my hand to the, to the lady. And immediately I knew in my heart, she will be healed. Hallelujah. I turned to them. I said, brother, your wife will be healed. And the next thing you have to do when after the healing, you have to come to my church. <laughs> I say, if you see, we will all come. I say, good. Your father, your mother, your auntie, your uncle, your brother, your sister, everybody, bring them. And I came the next day. She was awake, and the doctor said, she's fine. Hallelujah. See, the power of God, we all have in, and God wants us to experience it. Let me tell you this. In verse 2, it says here, darkness cover the earth. Take that darkness is over the people. Let me tell you, this is a guarantee. We are not living in a better world. That's for sure. As the years come and pass, we are, the world is getting into darkness more and more. Yes, yes, right. 
When I went to Hollywood in 1986 to plant a church in Hollywood, I thought it was my first time coming to America. I thought, man, I'm going to Hollywood, the place of movie star. I thought when I walk the street of Hollywood, I can be witnessing to all these movie stars that I watch. But when I got to Hollywood, walking on Sunset Boulevard, let me tell you, I see drug addicts, I see prostitutes. But that was not so bad in the sense that, you know, there are people and you love them and you want to preach to them and that's why you're there for. But one thing I was disappointed, I was so discouraged, is to see all along Sunset Boulevard is demonic activities, palm readers. I see demonic, demonic activities. I saw a bookstore that's selling demonic books, witches. I was shocked. I thought, I'm in America or in, in India or somewhere else, you know? I thought America, a Christian nation, but no, not in Hollywood. It was full of demons. And friend, we are surrounded with demonic power, and it's real. And the devil is working hard to bring people to hell. The, work, the devil is working hard to deceive people, including Christians. What are we going to do about it? Hallelujah. Are we going to rise and take the authority and let the light shine into darkness? Now, in America, you probably have never experienced this, but those of you that came to Ghana, you experienced this, what we call in Ghana, light off. That means electricity suddenly stops. And you can be in a room in, in, the, in the night, you know, reading your book or watching a television, and suddenly the electricity stops. And when there's no electricity, you have total darkness. You can't see each other. And in my family, I always tell them, nobody move. Because, you know, if everybody starts moving around, you start hitting each other. And that was the first few times when we were in Ghana, everybody stand up trying to look for torchlight, and what happened, we bump into each other. I said, nobody move, except me. I'm the head of the house. <laughs> so I start, you know, like commando, I start moving around, <laughs> looking for torchlight. And usually I can't find them because I can't remember where I put them. <laughs> but because I love to cook, and we have a stove that requires us to use matches. So I know where's the matches. I always go and somehow my hand can find one of the matches. And when I lit the matches, small light started to come. Let me tell you, just a tiny light, but it brightened up the room. And when I put it into a candle, it brightened more. When I put more candle, it brightened more. And I see the power of light here. Friend, darkness has to disappear when light comes in. Hallelujah. You may have small faith, but your small light, when it comes into darkness, darkness has to disappear. And when we unite together as the body of Christ, let me tell you, darkness has to disappear totally. Hallelujah. That's what God has called us to do, is to go into the world and shine for Him. I don't care where you work, I don't know where you work, but if you let it shine, it will drive away darkness. Hallelujah. Don't say, not, this job is not for me. It's for Reverend Hansen. This is for Pastor Ty or Pastor, or Pastor EJ. It's not for me. I'm just a Sunday church you know, believers. You know? I like to come to church. I like the music. But this is not for me. Let me tell you, friend. 
is for all of us. Hallelujah. And we are responsible for it. Hallelujah. If you remember the book of Esther, when Mordecai, when he found out that Haman is trying to plot to kill the Jews, he sent word to Esther and said, Go and see the king and plead on behalf of us so that we will not be killed. And what did Esther wrote? He say, wrote back to Mordecai and say, well, I, I can't go. You know, it's just like many of us. We make excuses. When God has called us to do something for him, we make excuses. And Esther make excuses. And in Esther chapter 4, I, want, I just want to quickly read this. Esther chapter 4 verse 12. When Esther word were responded to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jew will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows? But that you have come to royal position for such a time as this. Hallelujah. Friend, God never made mistake. God has brought and called you to this place, to this body, not by mistake. He never made mistake. He has chosen you. He has spoken into your spirit. And he allowed you to be part of this family, this local church here. Because he has a plan for you. And you are here at this time. For a great thing he's about to do in this church and through this church. And if you don't realize that, you're going to miss it. You're going to go months after months, years after year in this church, and you're going to be totally miss what God has prepared this church to do. But if you say, God, you have put me here for such a time as this. I realize my responsibility. I realize as part of this body, this is what you have called me to do. I'm going to do it. Friend, you're going to be like Esther. You're going to say, I'm going to go. If I perish, I perish. Hallelujah. I'm going to do all for Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't care anymore. I will obey you. I will sacrifice all for you. Because I want to serve you. I recognize you have put me here at this time for such a time like this. To bring revival. Hallelujah. I, I, I saw the brochure that Pastor Reverend Hansen is going to build a center for revival of Northwest. I said, well, you are here for such a time like this. For what God wants to do in this place and through this place. Hallelujah. We are here. Because God wants to do a great thing through us. Hallelujah. When I was pastoring the church in Japan, and um, there's a young girl in our church. And when we first started the church, she start, started coming to our church. Someone actually brought her to the church. She's the type of young girl that is into this, what we call, punk rock. Now, she will come one Sunday with pink hair, the next Sunday, orange hair. And Connie and me used to, used to stand outside the church on Sunday, greeting people and, and waiting for people to come. And we would say to each other, you think this girl will come with pink or orange or yellow? You know? And she'll come with this tight mini skirt, you know? And that's why we attract a lot of men. And, and she'll come and she'll walk in all of this and she'll come, you know? And, and we say to ourselves, it's okay. God is going to work in this girl. You know? As long as she continues to come 
God never failed. He's going to work in, in this girl. And true enough, a few months after she got saved, she started changing. You can see in her dressing, she changed in her dressing. When God changed inside, it changed outside too. Hallelujah. No more pink hair. It's now black hair. Hallelujah. No more mini skirt. Now a proper skirt. Hallelujah. And she come and God begin to change her. And one thing God has anointed this young girl is evangelism. She will go to, to her friends, to, to her neighbors, and on those friends that she has that used to be go to disco and all those things. She'll go to them and share about the love of Christ and bring them to church. And so many got saved. Such anointing upon her life. And one day she came to us. She said, oh, pastor, we are, I'm going for holidays. And in, in, in Japan, Japanese people love to go to holidays because yen has the power in those days. So every summer they'll take off for holidays. And she said, pastor, I'm going to Spain for holidays for one month. I said, okay, pray for me. I said, sure, I'll pray for her. And then uh, we, we, miss, we miss her a lot. And so, so when she came back, she called us up. She was so excited. And then after the Sunday meeting, we met her and we were excited, you know. Uh, in fact, before the Sunday, we met, uh, uh, after she came back before the Sunday, she called us and said, well, I'm back home. I said, well, welcome. We will hope to see you on Sunday. And then just before Sunday, I think it was Friday, just about Friday, just before Sunday, she called us up crying over the phone. I always don't know what to do. And when a girl cried, you know, we meant, we don't know what to do. And I said, hey, uh, are you okay? You know, she said, crying, Pastor, please pray for me. I said, what's wrong? So I told my wife, this girl is crying, we better run there. So we put down the phone, we drove our car there, we went to her apartment, she was still crying. We said, what's wrong? And this is what she told us. She said, when she was coming back, from Spain to Japan, she prayed to the Lord. She said, God, it's a long flight from Spain to Japan. Please give me somebody that can speak Japanese next to me so that all this way going back, I have someone I can speak the, the same language because she can't really speak English well. And she said, God, please give me a Japanese person next to me, you know. And true enough, God answered her prayer. A, a young Japanese man sat next to her all the way from Spain to Tokyo. So they start communicating and they have wonderful time talking and laughing, talking about this, talking about that. And every time the Holy Spirit will say to her, say, now is the time to tell him about Jesus. He'll say, she will say, uh, uh, I don't want to spoil the moment, you know. I'll just wait, just before I, uh, the plane arrived in Narita, I'll, I'll tell him about Jesus, you know. She thought, oh, still got many hours to go, you know. But then just before the plane landed at Narita, the Holy Spirit said to her again, well, now is the time to tell this young man about Jesus. I put him right next to you. You speak the same language, now tell him. She said, oh, I don't want to spoil the moment. God, I tell you what, I will invite him to church on Sunday. I'll call him up. I'll get his phone number. So that when the plane landed at Narita, she exchanged phone number and she said to this young man, I'll call you. Oh, fine. So, finish. So she came home, she was happy. So she thought, okay, now it's Friday, I better call him and invite him to church. So when, he, when she dialed the phone number, a lady picked up the phone. She said, can I speak to so-and-so? And the lady said, are you, her, are you his friend? She said, yes. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, 
I'm the mother. My son just passed away yesterday. He came back from Spain. He went out with some friend on a motorbike. He got into an accident and he just passed away. I'm sorry to tell you that. When she heard that, she began to weep because she felt such a guilt. She felt such a conviction. I should have told him about Jesus Christ. And she could not, she could not just forgive herself because she felt like, oh, it's my fault. I should have shared with him. But it's too late. So she cried and she called us up. We went and told her and asked her to ask God to pray and ask God to forgive her. And we challenged her next time when the Holy Spirit neck in your heart, just share the gospel. Yes. And after that, she was restored. We prayed for her. She felt the peace of God filling her heart. Let me tell you, after that day, she learned an important, decision, an important lesson. Never wait. Now is the time for salvation. And she began from that day onwards to begin to preach to anyone that God put in her path. And she brought so many people to church. Friend, time is running short. Now is the time. And we have people all around us that God is going to bring about. Hallelujah. Our neighbors, our friends, what are we going to do about it? Are we going to wait for next year to come? Next month to come? Or are we going to take the challenge and say, today is the day I'm going to shine. Hallelujah. Today is the day I'm going to tell my friend I'm a Christian. Hallelujah. Today is the day I'm going to tell my neighbors I'm a Christian. Whether they like me or they don't like me. Whether they will curse me, I don't care. But I'm going to let it shine. Hallelujah. If, I go to, if you go to your neighbor and you tell them I'm a Christian and they curse you, you just smile and say, God bless you. I have experience in Hollywood going to house to house, knocking at one house. A man opened up. I said, I'm here to share with you the love of Jesus. He said, if you don't get out of this, this place, I'm going to call the police. I said, no problem. We will leave right now. Thank you for your time. I said, we are about to leave. The man turned around and said, okay. Thank you. God bless you. I turn around. God bless me? This is not a blessing. It doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter what they say to us. It will not hurt us. We are here to proclaim the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, God wants us to arise and shine. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to say, God, I'm here today and I'm ready to shine for you. Hallelujah. Let's stand together. Hallelujah. And we're going to pray, we're going to ask God to, to allow the power of His Holy Spirit to come upon us right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Rabakashandarabasi, Derebekarabasandarabasori, Andarabashandai. Ko, Rabakasandarabasori, Andarabashandai. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're here today and you feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit, and you say, Pastor, I want to shine for Jesus. I want to receive His anointing. I want to receive His power. I want to receive His strength. I want to receive His love today that I may shine for Him. I want you to lift up your hand and begin to receive the anointing of God in this place. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus right now. Lord, 
Lord, pour up your Holy Spirit upon this place, O oh God. Let your anointing come upon each and every person here today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, touch everyone. Touch our heart today, O oh God. In the name of Jesus right now. In Jesus' name right now. In Jesus' name right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, receive the anointing of God right now. Receive. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know, I felt in my heart right now, there are some people here today. You want to serve the Lord. You want to shine for Him. That's a, a desire in your heart right now. There's a new desire in your heart right now. You want to shine for Jesus. There's such anointing in your life right now. You can feel it. You can feel the anointing of God in your life right now. I want to pray for you right now. In Jesus' name, that God is going to begin to use you. God will begin to open doors for you. God is going to begin to bring people into your life that you're going to impart love into them. You're going to impart blessing into them. God is going to bring people in your life that you're going to witness to them. You're going to share the gospel to them right now. Hallelujah. Just begin to believe in that right now. Just believe that right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus right now, God, I just pray, God, that you will open doors for us, oh God. Lord, this is our desire, oh, to win souls for you, oh, to bring people into your kingdom, God. So, Father, right now, in Jesus' name, Lord, I pray, open doors for us, oh God. Oh, give us souls, oh God. Give us souls in the name of Jesus right now. Open doors for us. Bring people into our life, oh God. Oh, bring people, God. Hallelujah. Give us the boldness, oh God. Take away every fear of rejection in us, oh God. But give us the boldness, oh God. Give us the compassion for the lost soul, Father God. In the name of Jesus right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 I just felt in my heart, God wants us to pray right now for evangelistic anointing upon this church right now. So I want you to join your hand with someone next to you and begin to pray for this church for evangelistic anointing for each and every person. Hallelujah. 
God, right now, pull up your anointing, God. Evangelistic anointing, oh God. In Jesus' name upon this church. Oh, Makarebo Koshandai. That we will go to our neighbors. That we will go to the, our friends, our families, oh God. In Jesus' name. Makarabako Give us bonus and anointing and wisdom. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name right now. Makareko Sandai. Yela Reboko Sile Rebekaraba Sandai. Yelo Boko Sile Rebekaraba Sandai. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Rabababa Sanda Labasile de Carabasanda. Yela Rabacosile de Carabasanda. I want everyone to close their eyes and just bow their head for a few moments. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to us. Let's just, let's just be in the, Holy, in the Spirit right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. There are people here today. God want to bring a revival in your heart right now. Maybe there are people here today, you have stopped reading your Bible. There are people here today, you have even stopped praying and having devotion with the Lord each day. There are people here today, you have been sleeping spiritually. And the Holy Spirit is knocking at your door. And right now, wherever you are right now, you know and you know you need a touch from the Holy Spirit. You need a revival, a fresh and a new compassion and love, a fresh desire to know Him. You need the strength of God to go on in your Christian walk. If you are here today, God wants to bring that revival for you. You are you are here not by accident, but God has brought you here. He knows the deepest need of your life, and He's here to meet that needs right now. Maybe there's someone here today. I just felt strongly there's someone here today. You have not been a witness for Christ because of fear. Fear what will people say? Fear of rejection. But today, God wants to set you free and give you such a bonus and transformation in your life. If you are that person and you say, Pastor, I need a touch. I need prayer. I need a revival in my heart. I need bonus. I need more anointing in my life that I'll be, I'll be able to go into the world and shine. If you are that person, I want to pray for you. And the pastors here want to pray with you. I want you to come forward and just stand in front here. We can just lay hand and pray and God will touch you right now. Hallelujah. Just come right now. If you are here today, God, has, God is speaking to you right now. Just come right now. We'll pray for you. That when you leave this place, you will never be the same again. When you leave this place, you will leave with the power and anointing of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We're going to just pray for those in the front right now. And some of the pastors can come and help me. And... Those of you in the front, just relax and just, just surrender to the Lord right now. If God is convicting you of maybe there's sin in your life, just surrender to Him. Ask for forgiveness right now. Hallelujah. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, 
God, I want to pray for my brothers and sisters right now in Jesus' name. God, that your anointing will come upon them, that you will set them free today in Jesus' name. I come again every stronghold in their life. I set them free today in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask for a fresh and a new anointing upon their life in Jesus' name right now. In the name of Jesus right now. Let the power of God come and touch you right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name right now. In Jesus' name right now. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, right now. Renew, renew the desire in their heart for you, oh God. Oh, put in their heart the love for you, God. In the name of Jesus right now. Makarebe koshite rebe karabasandai. Yela rabako shite rabako yanda labasanda rabako yandai. In the name of Jesus right now. In Jesus' name right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now here is my friend, Scott Farah, and he's going to help you with your business. Scott? Jesus teaches us that we should never do anything without making a plan first. Most small business owners fail to follow this biblical principle and do not have a written plan for where they want to be in one year, three years, five years, Yet every large business has a written plan. Many who wish to start their own businesses do not develop a plan first. This is one of the major reasons that 80% of all small businesses fail within the first five years. God worked through me to develop a unique educational program for business people. Quite frankly, this program has changed people's lives. If you currently own a business or if you're thinking about going into business for yourself, you need the independence program. Visit our website, independenceprogram.training, and if you choose to purchase this unique educational program, make sure that you use promo code WMI. It will give you a 5% discount. So if what you have just heard resonates with you, and if you care and you want to be an unsung hero, I implore you, please take a few seconds to call us today and leave a message with a short prayer for us. Because we need to know that you are with us and care enough to be part of the spark with us so that together we can move God to send a great awakening that can reverse the inevitability of God's coming judgment according to what God spoke in Jeremiah 18, 7, and 8. We believe that if you joined hands with us, together we can save America from certain catastrophic judgment. So call now, okay? Dial 360-629-5248 and say a short prayer for us in your message and leave your phone number too, okay? So one more time, 360-629-5248. Thank you and God bless.